Testing, testing. We good? One, My oh end? Yeah. One, two, one, two. what you put the headphones on Damien for. Sound? We are good. You are listening to Dr. Damien Kelly at the Quiet Storm. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> we know I might turn him up just a little bit. Sing. Sounds like there's some drama. <laughs> there's definitely not. Called. Okay. Oh my god. <laughs> it begins. Life. I see like everyone plays a part, right? Yeah. So, of course. Thing, thing called, called life. life. So I'm calling my shot now. I'm going to be guest of the year, but I'll go ahead and let you do your introduction. Go ahead and do your thing. <laughs> I'm calling my shots I right now. Already. Let's flip Dude. this table over. All right. <laughs> well, with that, welcome back to Think Call Life. I'm Damaris. I'm Bianca. And I'm Kareem. And um, this man needs no introduction, but um, he's going to introduce himself. <laughs> I am Dr. Damien Kelly. Uh, hello, everyone. AKA Mocha Magic. Oh. AKA the Chocolate Charmer. Oh, oh there you go. AKA Nice Guy Kelly. I got a tons of AKAs. I am here for you guys. A man of the people, servant of the people. Here, call my shot. When I come back, I want a WWE style belt oh. that says guest of the year. I want championship gold. He's calling it now. Around my waist. Y'all better watch, watch out, out man. You watch out. Hey, you watching, When man. you see me walking, hey, you'll say, hey, I got the, I, that's, I, you saw the belt. That's right. Okay. Undisputed champion, guest of the year, calling it right now, 2024. Here we go. Oh. All right. Well, thanks for coming in. I know the weather in Houston has not been very cooperative. There's been quite a bit of rain and flooding and you know, in Houston, if it rains for more than one day, we are going to have flooding. And it's been raining for three. But I appreciate everyone coming. And uh, Dr. Damien Kelly was the first one here, 30 minutes early. So <laughs> shout out. He, he's already, he's already Again, putting in the work for that guest of the year. Y'all have screwed up. Y'all, this is a tough act to follow. It, it goes with what I said in the last episode. <laughs> About how I want to take this to a whole other level. Oh my! No, you're. No, you know, no. so he's he's hoping that he's no. hoping that happened. I heard the last episode. There was a lot of talk of marriage, and someone wanted rings, and I think you said you wanted a certain type of diamond. That's not a diamond. It's like cheaper or whatnot. Someone said that on the podcast. Oh, like, it was oh, a. Yeah. Um, That's uh, me. Because I talk, okay, gotcha. Yeah, I like Moisenite. 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 There we go. Moisenite. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. God bless you. Cheaper and better quality. <laughs> 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 like some poison knife. Like you sound like a New Yorker every now and then when you say, "Oh, she is." Yeah, she is. I, it comes out hard, every so often. So. And she knows I'm a Cowboys fan, so that's ooh. why we. I know that ooh right there. I get that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Especially that's okay. You're, you're a Manchester United fan, so I cool. am the good half right here. So I'll share. Um, I met Damien on mm. a missions trip to Mexico City, where mm. we went to work with an organization that um, helps young ladies that are involved or were involved in sex trafficking. Oh, God. And oh, that was okay. an amazing trip. I, like, truly enjoyed myself. I always feel like when you do those kinds of things, you get more than what you give. Um, mm. But yeah. in talking to Damon on this trip, I found out that he is highly, heavily involved in social services. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's where you got, that's what you got your doctorate in. And I believe your career has kind of been focused around that. So Damn. why don't you tell us, um, Dude, how deep can we get in on that trip to Mexico City? Yeah, well, how long ago was that trip? It was it was two October, years ago. Yeah, twenty twenty two. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, so we've talked off and on, uh, what via Instagram and stuff, kept in touch. Mm -hmm. You're one of the two people I still talk to from the trip. It was still a great trip. We learned a lot about 
what's going on in other parts of the world, specifically Mexico City. Right. Uh, one of the things, I, I, my, my vivid memory I have of that is we were at that safe house. And remember when we got on the bus, they warned us there's a young girl there. She's going to give you guys attitude and just be weary of her. She's like the badass of the group. And I made it my mission to make her laugh. And I mm-hmm. challenged her to Uno. And these girls, all of them ganged up on me. They did. <laughs> I do remember that. Yes. And they destroyed uh, this is my first time playing uno in years but uh i went in on i went beast mode on him i was like yeah reverse uno and blah blah, blah. and we were very little english was uh spoken, spoken. on their part but yeah. they right. they loved it and it was great to see them laugh and kind of just be kids for a bit for a bit yeah, yeah. and then we got to sit down and eat dinner and stuff with them hey cujo how's it going <laughs> and me is making her and, and you we, know yeah. weekly appearance yeah yeah and i said dude yeah i think i made a, a reference to I think she liked the Fast and Furious movies. And I'm like, yeah, I think I look like Vin Diesel. And she was like, no. <laughs> and they're it, very honest. Yeah, yeah like, no, you no. not She's at like, all. No, 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 you don't, you don't really don't. at all. And she was translating the whole time for me because I was just talking engaging with them. But yeah, it was a, lot, it was a really yeah, fun Yeah, because da- Damien brought his this energy nice. with these little girls. Guest the, I brought guest of the <laughs> year energy. Like, yeah. He's year. been doing it this whole time. Who is this man? And oh, no, 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 no. We are going to show you. And, I like and that. they did. And they, they did. did. They all ganged up on me, which was great. But one of the purposes of that trip was to show them that not all men are predators. Mm-hmm. Right. And okay. these are girls For the who, men that were on the trip, yeah, that was Yeah, of most goals. of them were like maybe 13, age 15, but they had been there for some years. So most of them had been sold into sex trafficking by their families. Mm-hmm. And you are looking in the eyes of a girl who's literally been raped into madness and oh, trying God. to make her laugh. So I challenge any stand-up comedian to go on that trip. No, for <laughs> real. Yeah. And go there. I'll, I'll and call my homeboy Slade and see if he can go up there next time. Please do, do. We, we, yeah. we definitely got to go back. But I got to meet this young lady, and we hit it off. And you know, she's New Yorker, but you know, we're, uh, God's not doing through yet. That's fine. She made her trip here to Texas <laughs> as fast as possible. <laughs> And, you know, God bless her, the Giants. I don't know what they're doing. <laughs> <It's fine. laughs> what are you doing next season? Maybe you can quarterback for those guys. Maybe help them out. How's your no. arm? They, they can't afford me. <laughs> That's a total joke. Yeah, well, I have student loans due, so they can definitely afford me. <laughs> I work for cheap because, believe it or not, there's not tons of money in social services. Mm. So uh, if you, I'm actually a class collection plate later on for you guys, if you can, just throw a couple dollars in there. Oh, no. Well, so there's well there's a several several things that I, I wanted to ask and one thing that I want to uh, it sounds add. like it's coming from me but it's not the dog is behind no me. it's definitely him he's yeah, farting yes yeah, like that is not <laughs> I'm just kidding that's <laughs> not coming he is doing from a dog sneeze um so one thing is okay offline I want to talk to you about social services because sure. I have an avenue that I'd love to discuss with you because I'm looking at certain things okay. the other thing was. With this trip, and I guess it's kind of directed towards both of you, because there are obviously men on this trip, Mm -hmm. like, is there like a, kind of like, Oh Bless my goodness, you. she's sneezing away. Is there kind of like a the dog's allergic to black people? That's, what <laughs> <they're doing. laughs> that's why she's always over there. That's that what makes sense. Well, she <laughs> loves sitting next to you. Actually, she tr- she she's a traitor. She was like, you know what? I got another black yeah. chocolate man over here. It's Dr. K with his late night quiet storm voice. Hey, man, it'll, to it'll, all the lovers out there in the world. That's, like, why, that's, why she's all, that's why she's all choked up over that's there. That's why I like my ex-wife. She's going to leave. She's going to move on like, I'm done. Okay. But um, with, with that trip, like, did they debrief the men, say, hey, you know, stay within this amount of space or, you know, no saying certain things or 
like no eye contact. I don't know how that would work. Well, they, I, I've obviously I've never been on that. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why I'm kind of directing both. both they debriefed of you. all of us before we went on the trip on they did things. What? Debriefed. All okay, of they us, debriefed. Okay. Um, on things like conversations not to bring up. Like, don't mm. ask them about their experience. Yeah. <laughs> obviously, um, you don't want to get into that type of conversation. But keep it just very casual. And yeah. I think one of the shocking things for me is how young these girls actually were. Like, okay, so we'll, give us an age range. I guess like the youngest was, well, there was a baby there because one of them had a kid in there, but like yeah. maybe nine, eight, oh, nine wow. years old. And yeah. then the oldest, maybe 16-ish. About that age, yeah. They're super young. Some of them, if they were 13, 14, they have been there since they were nine or 10. Right. So they've been there for a few years. So yeah. the mentality of these girls, it's it's still of children. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I remember like talking to one of the girls and like her favorite show was like this cartoon horse show that my daughter used to watch when she was like five or six. Mm-hmm. And this girl was like nine or 10 years old. Um, but she still, she, it's almost like they're catching up with their childhood because they didn't have a childhood because mm-hmm. they were busy being prostituted in the streets. And like, it's, so, it's so sad. Was it like Michael Jackson syndrome where he never really got to grow up? He was forced into the limelight mm-hmm. and then he made Neverland and then decided to like, yeah, go so back like and become playing, more of a child, I guess. Yeah, and they're playing like card games yeah. and coloring and doing yeah. things that maybe, from my perspective, I would have thought a younger child would be doing. But mm-hmm. that's but they never got a chance to because they were they're catching up. Sure, if you yes. will. So on wow. this mission trip, what was like the main goal for these kids that while y'all were there, like what y'all were trying to accomplish? Yeah, well, there's some, a couple of different goals I would say. Yeah, one for us, I guess, was to exposure Mm. understanding what's going on Mm. in this part Mm -hmm. of the world how these things are happening under our nose as well as we are there also to again show them that not all men whoever are predators we went on this whole trip so it was very fascinating there was one there was one place we went to where it was that block that street we had the block party yeah and i remember asking like well because this block they have is notorious in mexico city Mm -hmm. where they have lots of prostitutes there every few steps there's a different prostitute there and i had a party on the red lot it's like the red light district yeah you all had a party on this block? well we had a block party said hey we had food we had mariachi and you guys come over now we had you know their pimps and stuff where they're also watching so we couldn't engage tons we couldn't like Throw them in a van and try to get them to safety. We couldn't do that because well, you can't do that anyway. Yeah, in they, general, dude, in Mexico City, you can't. There's but a process. That's oh, wait, time out, time out. You, did ahead. you say there's a process? Yes. If mm-hmm. once the girls decide that they want to get off the street, yeah. there's an entire process to do so with the organization. So there's no process so, to get them in it, but yet there's a process to get them. Yeah, out of it. well, well yeah, because people are coming after you well. and all that. So they they file with the government and say, okay, this girl, we're trying to take her into the organization, and so then. Um, the government, I'm assuming, does provide some assistance and support for the organizations to be able to take them on. So it's like they they decide and then there's a period and then what's interesting is um, after they actually do move into the safe house, a lot of them try to escape and go back because they're so used to that lifestyle and now this is different. They're used to dressing up and wearing short dresses and heels and having phones and you know, games and getting whatever it is that they're getting from these folks, yeah. whether it's money or just attention, to now be in there, a house with other girls. Is it drugs girls. as well, I assume? Uh, possibly. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. But I mean, they, they made no n- mention of it when you were they there? They didn't go into that in detail, I would say. Okay. But I mean, I think there's yeah. an expectation that there's probably some of that happening. Yeah. So mm. America has a huge drug culture. It's not always permeating other parts of the world. But with working with some of those young ladies over there, if they did escape 
oftentimes they go back to the lifestyle because it's not like they can go back to the family that sold them into the lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Right. So it, you don't have tons of opportunities. There's no support think system. Think about that. Holy yeah. crap. Yes. Yeah, so. And a majority of the people they probably know are in that already. Yeah. So. Right. Oh, they're friends. Mm-hmm. So it's it's interesting how that whole process works. Uh, but we went, uh, again, we did this whole block party for, yeah. and these were older prostitutes. They'd been in, in life for a long, longer time. Sorry. <laughs> no, that's and, fine. And it's funny because how I say it. Yeah, it does, I wasn't expecting you to say that. So I'm not laughing at the situation. It was just. No, I got you, man. Old hoes is kind know, of a fun kind of thing. But you know what's crazy? <laughs> like he says older, but older is like. 19, yeah, 20, 19, 21. Wait, so w- not even like you're, 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 I know you're yeah. thinking, yeah, older, like, no, no, this is just like the 18, 19, 20 year olds. Right, right, the girls right, that are right. typically doing this are 13, 14 That's insane. years old. It's, yeah. If you could, I would put it, it's almost like the NFL to like an old linebacker is like 34, 35. I mean, very good cross-reference as yeah, far yeah. as like age versus like yeah, yeah. relevancy and like how, I guess, youthful you are to continue the work. Exactly. Okay, that makes sense. So, but that street, we were t- <clears throat> I was talking to some of the people there and they're like, well, dude, how long has this street been notorious for prostitution? They're like, oh, since the 1700s. Yeah, since the 1700s. That block has been notorious for Someone this. is getting paid. Of course. Oh, wow. Well, like I'm talking about, like from a governmental stand place. So mm. we can we can there jump has into that. To be. So <laughs> there has to be, but uh, we want to keep it safe for mm-hmm. those who might be listening to us. Exactly. But, uh, if you are moving that kind of weight, there's always. So we were driving around, and and this is the culture there. In its culture, I've been to Monterrey, I've been to New Laredo. This is the culture in Mexico. Uh, I call it a tipping culture. So we were driving in the bus, and we were tr- and they were doing construction. I know what you're talking about. And, and for orders to go through, we had to pay the cop. And the cop's like, okay, told the guys, move the construction stuff, and our van can go through. Right. There is that kind of pay-it-forward mentality. Mm-hmm. But with some of those ladies again you're working with these people again to show them there's a different side and there's a safety with coming with us if you want to stop this lifestyle Mm. but again some of it is just they have been in this lifestyle for a very very long time Mm -hmm. and it's it's a hard thing to let go of you started very young you have trust issues you probably don't you probably don't trust guys uh, you probably don't trust a lot of different things. You've seen the worst of society. I remember when we were there, we were walking through, and you see a lot of different statues. And it's, uh, what's it? Muerta. It's the cult that they have there. Muerta something. I forgot. Dia de los Muertos? Uh, something like that. No, he's talking about there's like the saint. It's like the oh, saint of saint. death almost. It was yeah. kind of what it translated to the saint of death. Yeah. If you want to. So, and you'll walk around and you'll see like the Virgin Mary, but the Virgin Mary has a skull instead of her face. Same thing with Jesus, that kind of thing. And you're not really allowed to take pictures of that. They'll tell you, hey, do not take pictures of that because if they see you, you will get in trouble. And like by trouble, not mean like they'll deport you, like no trouble, like you're going to either get into a fight or you could lose your life by doing this. So there are some blocks that are like notorious for this. But with that also, there was the other crazy side of Mexico City that we experienced as well, where since COVID, so many Americans are moving to Mexico. COVID, you can work from home. Oh, yeah, remote You workers. can afford housing and stuff yeah. like that. And 
people were complaining about how the Americans are changing the culture in the, in Mexico. <laughs> they, and it was the same arguments like they don't speak the language. You're <laughs> it's, 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 yeah. like the other way around. <laughs> like everywhere I go in the world, it's always that same oh, argument. Wow. But they're taking all our jobs. But yeah, dude, here's what's it's what's crazy about that. I've I've kind of processed a bit more because I understand there are also retirement communities in Mexico. Sure. We are at a space right now in America where as an American, you can no longer afford the American dream here. So as yeah. you get older, you're gonna have eight, eight, <clears throat> aches and pains, etc. You're gonna have maybe treatments that you need. Dude, medical care in the US is it's, very costly. Yeah, astronomical. Mm -hmm. So compared to here to do Mexico, you're yeah. paying three, five dollars sometimes for you know you can get all the medicine you need right there at the pharmacy. Yep. You can see the doctors that day. It costs you a fraction of what it costs you here in the states. Yeah, I think it's like like high end pills. Like let's say not uh, only that, but some of the medicines not even FDA approved. Yeah. Yeah. So so but yeah, they don't have the same. Got to follow the money, <laughs> hey, brother. Listen, that's above my pay grade. <laughs> Uh, I, yeah, I will endorse you on that sentiment, but again, you, there are whole pockets in Mexico City now where it's all gringos, where it's all people from the States. I think depending on when you're there, maybe Mexico is only an hour ahead of us or maybe on our same uh, central mountain time. So mm -hmm. there's not much of a difference there and there's fresh fruit everywhere. So people are actually having a better life mm -hmm. outcome in these other countries. So it's, it's crazy. But what's it's marred by this, this trafficking. Well, every city has an underbelly. Mm -hmm. I love Houston. I've been here my whole life, but Houston has a dark side as well. Mm -hmm. So on Sundays, I run a homeless drop-in center. And we are, I was actually telling Darius earlier that I, I, I don't work in oil and gas, but I co-op oil and gas language every now and then. And I told her that we are down, we, our homeless drop-in center is downstream from failed school systems, failed foster care systems. So you're like a safety net. We are that net. Yeah. That catches all those who fall through the cracks. Through the cracks, yeah. But there's a whole culture of homelessness that most people who are living in Houston may not be privy to. Outside of just seeing maybe someone on the street corner, there's a whole lifestyle with that that most people don't know about. Yeah, there's a lot of inner, like, inner homeless uh, conflict. So, like, uh, one of my workers, so I own this moving company, one of my nice. workers is actually homeless. Um, I talked to him a couple of times. Seems pretty cool. Uh, he'd had, you know, down on his luck. So I was like, well, you know, do you need money? I mean, I, you can come work with me. And he was like, yeah, I'd love to work. Mm -hmm. And I didn't even know, because usually it's always the sign, right? Yeah, yeah. And, you know, whatever. And then we tell him, hey, you can come work for me. They're like, oh, no, I don't want to do that. And then they pull out their cell phone. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, like, you and know, they're genuinely yeah. people that are looking. They want some kind of value. So, like, with your system, yeah. after they've gone through i guess society and we've kind of rejected them they fall to you so like what's the what's the what's the trajectory or what's the bounce rate like how do y'all get them back on it depends what's going on uh the case you're talking about i would probably say most people know someone who is homeless you just don't know they're homeless so that guy Bianca, you are you good? Yeah, I'm, I'm okay, listening. Just uh, I'm just listening. No, I just I want to make sure you're you're, okay. you're not homeless. You're good? You're good? No, I'm good. No, I'm just, I, <laughs> I do I actually do I actually knew several know several people that are homeless and I know it's on different levels because Sorry. I know some people that actually like live live freaking crazy. Actually like where yeah, couch surfing or they live in their car and yeah. and a lot of people like they have actual office jobs and mm -hmm. you're kind of like 
you live in your car like i would have never known yeah it's like what happened it's I, like okay I, this is new to me i had no idea i actually know this. somebody that does it by choice so okay. they i guess decided hey you know what i'm tired of paying this type of like rent money yeah. and all this for car insurance all this so they decided to downscale their life mm -hmm. and they live off the streets and they keep in contact with one of their friends where, where like where they'll meet up occasionally mm -hmm. and like have dinner and that friend will pay like hey let me get you some new clothes let me take you out to eat whatever nice. you take it but yeah they live on the street so a sugar daddy or sugar mama I wouldn't call it that. But no, it's not really sugar. You but it's let me just buy you some clothes up. and buy you some food. That's yeah, a sugar they, mama. They That's a sugar daddy. Legit that live on the street. Goodwill? Like, let me take you to Goodwill yeah. and I'll pay $5 for a uh, whole new wardrobe for you. Let's go to Taco Bell get you a couple. There you go. We're not okay. going to Nemo Marcus. We're not doing uh, that. At least okay. the friends I have. I mean, if that, that's the friends you have. I'd love to meet them. And, you know, <laughs> so, say, hey, so what does the organization that you work for do? So Open Gates. Oh, just kind of complete that one thought. And yep. I'll okay, jump yeah. into what Open Gate does. So when I say most people that you know someone that you work with is homeless, mm -hmm. if you are a gym rat and you go to your gym at 530, 6 o'clock in the morning, and you look and you say, oh, this guy's crushing. He's here super early. They're probably just there using the amenities yeah, before they go to work. Yeah. Right. So there's a uh, if you are ever at Walmart is a popular place because it's open 24 mm -hmm. hours a day and you see people parked there at two or three o'clock in the morning. Odds are they're not shopping inside. They're living in their vehicle. But that is a well lit place. Another thing that's kind of oh. popular also now, especially since Houston's rent is skyrocketing, people living in storage units. Oh, I oh, I saw oh that. My God. okay i was about to bring I that up and that. i didn't want to say anything but like <laughs> the storage unit i'm not gonna say you don't say the name yeah, yeah no, no need to do that the storage, yeah right the storage unit i was saying that they had to change their rules like i used to be able to like um punch in mm -hmm. anytime i wanted to and then one day it wasn't working i was like what the hell's going on and she was like oh we found out that people were sleeping here mm-hmm and it was like I think like my unit's like sixty nine dollars. It's a ten uh, five by ten. Okay, sixty nine bucks a month. Yeah, I mean it's, it's not bad. if you're if you're on if you're in it's like dire straits or something. Yeah, yeah if you're yeah. in dire straits or something like that. Do. Why why not? But then obviously they did right by us. So like if you have a corporate account like I do, mm -hmm. um, I can punch in whenever. I can go gotcha. at two o'clock in the morning. You know one whatever. But and even if they're not open, I can go in. Yeah, but other people. Have, if they have like a normal code, they can. So gotcha. yeah, some of I, them have kind of yeah. changed some rules. Uh, I know some people who do opt for that. Usually they opt for like the climate controlled units. Mm -hmm. So it costs a little bit more, but you know, it's much less than, you know, $2,000 rent for yeah. a one bedroom unit. You know, I'll pay another, I'll pay two, $300 for this storage unit, move my stuff at the front of it. That way when you open the thing up, it looks data, like it's full. It looks like it's full of stuff. But, but if you I live go in the around, back. <laughs> You'll actually see, okay, and these are things I've experienced with people. Hold on, we're going to have to probably bleep that out because we don't want people getting like... Ideas? Uh, I mean, yeah. no, I don't kidding. know because it's a pretty it's pretty trendy on TikTok right now. So <laughs> To live in a storage unit? Yeah. Oh, wow. I do yeah. not have to. A person said in the comment section, like, why would you post this? Because now it's going to get taken away from you. Like, yeah. don't boast about it because it's not something to boast about because then if it gets taken away from you or they change the rules, then you have nowhere to go. Yeah. Who are you wow. following on TikTok? I, my algorithm is just like this. Gotcha. Whatever's popular, key models, people living storage units. Whatever's are you okay? Whatever the algorithm, man. Keeping up to date. What are you searching? Keeping up to date with what's going on in the world. Okay, good for you. Hey, I applaud your diversity. Good for you, man. Actually, you know what? She could be putting us off because we know she's a spy. So keep going. Gotcha. Nothing wrong with that, dude. But 
with that said, so going back to Open Gate, mm-hmm. what we do there, we are a homeless drop-in center in Houston. We are located in the Montrose area. If you're in Houston, uh, it is 1440 Herald Street in the Bering United Church. 1440 40 Herald Street. Herald. Yeah. Deep okay. in the heart of Montrose. And we are a homeless drop-in center. We mostly work with people who age out of foster care. So the vast majority of the people we serve are people who... So get, like 13, 14? No, no it, 18 to 30, but you do have people who may have run away from foster care at 16, 17. Yeah. And they found their way to us. Oh. And we've been operating there for 16, 17 years is now. Is this the place that's like down that street that kind of turns that near is no the lighting? <laughs> <laughs> um, there's like a lighting on Are you uh, off the streets? Westheimer. <laughs> I'm messing with the host. They're going to delete this episode. <laughs> you have jokes for me. <laughs> there you go. Bye. Um, what happened to post yet? Like oh, a block because. off Westheimer? It, yeah, it's a block off. It's I've at seen the, the, I actually okay. have seen that place. Because I used to live in Montrose and I used to drive by there sometimes. Okay. And I, I just remember the street kind of curving where the center was so it's in a church we're in the bearing church we're in their fellowship hall but you'll see people gathered outside and we have a lot of different sister organizations that uh assist support you as well. yeah which yeah. is great so yeah we have hashers will travel they come in every second Sunday of the month to do haircuts and shaves what ut hearts Dude, we gotta get in. together because i got some barbers that could They've been looking for stuff like that. Oh, sorry. Are oh. you trying to say I need a haircut? Not okay, you, gotcha. man. Gotcha. Okay. Well, well, I got you. These gray hairs are sneaking up, man. I'll be 45 this year. Jeezy, crazy, man. Look good, brother. Thanks, man. But we have, what, Lone Star Legal Aid. They come the first of every month to do free legal care, legal services for us. A lot of, some of our members are LGBTQ. LGBTQ. Okay. And sometimes they have discrimination issues when they're trying to rent apartments, rent oh, okay. units. Also, if you are homeless, you're going to have legal issues, you know, trespassing, loitering, you know, those are the, mm-hmm. sometimes the Littering. Yes. Yep. These are those things that you're, you're, that are part of the milieu if you are in that, that sector. Right. So they help with those things. We also have something really cool. I love these guys to death. Uh, we have a thing with Texas A&M, their uh, medical school. So they come in and do clinic for us every other Sunday. And so we have healthcare at Open Gate. So the one the one wow. the Shout one in the medical center. They come down, yes. Okay, okay, okay. We have Baylor College of Medicine. They come in, they volunteer for us as well. They do a lot of our cooking, but they do eye exams for us. We have we just started having some uh people from they are from Our Lady of the Lake. And they are oh, doing yeah. mental health services for us. Nice. So we have people who can talk to them and that kind of stuff. So we That's I, amazing. We try to have a lot of services there for people. You know, we we're not open all day. We're open really from three to five, maybe three to five thirty, but on Sunday. Pa- on Sunday. Okay. That's it. Every Sunday. We have never missed a Sunday. It doesn't matter if there's a winter storm, global pandemic, hurricane. We've always been there to serve. So we also oh, so even during COVID. During oh dude, we everything for us changed during COVID. But Stay the same. We, still had, we had to do uh, to go style meals. You couldn't really sit and eat there, but we still had every open. And a lot of people at the time were living at, bless you, Covenant Thank House you. down the street. And sometimes Covenant House had some strict rules about young people leaving because they didn't want them at risk for COVID, but the need was still there. So we started a street ministry and that ministry was really just handing out meals to people. Uh, we worked a lot at the beacon also, but they've kind of changed the word. They're not at the beacon anymore. Mm. We have a food pantry now because what's happening as well. We are seeing, we have gone from a homeless drop-in center mm-hmm. to working with homeless and low income people okay. to now homeless, low income people and people you would probably classify as lower middle class. Wow. Because 
everyone right now is feeling the crunch. They're, mm-hmm. they're struggling, yeah. Inflation is just so bad. Yes. Like, I, I know I can share that I went grocery shopping a week and a half ago, and my grocery bill was almost $400. And it's just me and my two kids. And that's maybe a week and a half worth of food, not counting breakfast. Yeah. Like, we don't eat breakfast, so no breakfast. Minimal lunch, mostly dinners. Are you paying for school lunches? Sorry, as a side little note. Um, I do. The kids have money. And well, Daniel doesn't eat lunch at school. Bella will get a snack usually. So she has some money in her account. I remember when I was going to school. That was like the thing. Yeah, I had free like, you, lunch until high eat, school. Yeah, you're going to eat this lunch. But yeah, and that's just dinner. And I, was, I mean, I think to myself, oh my goodness, I'm a single mom. And thank God I have a well-paying job. But like, how about the single moms that are struggling that don't have... Um, you know, obviously single moms, no dual income, providing for their kids, maybe more than two kids. Right. How do they afford this? Like, I, especially in non-high pay. So do you see a lot of single moms come in? Oh, yeah. All the time. Okay. Yeah. So And single dads. Sometimes the single dads <laughs> do not have custody of their kids. Yeah. But we do. So we provide diapers and food pantry stuff. So we'll get people saying, hey, can I get some food from you or can I get some diapers from you? Because I, I have to visit my child the next two days mm-hmm. and I want to have something for them. Yeah. I want to be able to contribute. And I'm like, yeah, dude, go ahead, man. Get whatever you need. You know, size 3T, 4T are probably our most popular size of diapers and stuff. If you don't have kids, that's usually for like a toddler who's walking. Never mm-hmm. mind. Oh, that's you, what the T stands for. <laughs> that's toddler, they yeah. oh, they there don't, we go. They don't care. Learning like, today. Who are these kids? Okay. I would have to say, though, like seeing everybody in this day and age, especially like single parents or just you know families in general have become more resourceful in the sense of when they do cook they're using every bit of that oh those groceries like things that you wouldn't even think of that you're like what is this for and you're like you know what putting it in there like your clothes sewing it or fixing it or saying hey you know what your younger sibling can wear that let's put that and it's not even like really like rundown clothes it's just like eh, let's try to bleach that it sounds some. like normal life for me no but like well, yeah, well, <laughs> it sounds like normal it does sound like normal life for a lot of people but i guess for people that have never lived that lifestyle yeah. that's it's new for them they're kind of yeah. like what do yeah. i do i've yeah. had my son hand out things to my daughter i don't know if they know this but i have done that um and leftovers like i'm the queen whispering. of leftovers yep, now i think i have a teenage son he eats like three people and <laughs> he's a growing boy so yeah he leftovers. eats as if he's three people yeah he doesn't eat three people no no i've yeah. seen a lot of people become talented because they're like hey i gotta you know my my kids need haircuts or or you know i have a job interview and i i need to look a certain way so like people learn how to do things now well, yeah. and it's kind of like university is popular yeah. man. hey get it. it's insane facts yeah. but so, that's it though i actually have a bottle of wine for you in the car because i make wine at home really? yeah i dude i've I, we can talk about that if you if you want to care about it, but yeah, uh, lo- I'll make a long story short, just for those who are listening. So I got out of grad school in 2015, yeah. and I got really into that show, The Walking Dead. Okay. Okay. And somebody missed the doomsday weapon, dude. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pretty much. So I'm, I'm circle back to that one. <laughs> no. But I got, this bunker ready. And, uh, I'm gonna circle back to that. <laughs> <laughs> I know where I'm going, <laughs> right? You can make it out of the city. Yes, I can. I want to hear this now. Like, let's go. So I got into that show, and I realized I know shit about this world. Mm-hmm. Like, I know oh, I yeah. turn that light switch on, and these lights come on. Yeah. I have no idea how they come on or why they come yeah. on. I'm using this microphone. I have no idea how this works. Like the I, I don't know how it's love. catching my voice and translating it. I use the stuff that smart people have invented right. and pretend to be smart. 
So I just got on this tear. I'm like, okay, you know what? I'm going to start from scratch. I learned to make butter from scratch, my first thing. Oh, wow. Then wine, because that's an essential. Got to have got to have booze <laughs> if the zombies come. Because I, I looked at it as this. Because <laughs> if the, <laughs> the zombies come, I got to be drunk. <laughs> <laughs> I deal with this. Now, the aliens. now it's the aliens all over the everywhere aliens are coming dude I, i'm good we're gonna have a couple uh drinks on them as well but I, my my thought process was so say i walk up to darius and this is darius's house this is her fort and you are limited in supplies food people everything and i'm like well hey remember me we went on a missionary trip together and i was a really cool guy and i played uno that one time made the girls laugh and she's like hey damn that's cool but I'm Dr. Kelly, but I'm not a medical doctor. So I didn't know how to heal people at the time. Mm. Mm. I didn't know how to grow stuff at the time either. I actually have gardens in my backyard now. My dad is a Kappa man, so I love my father death. But my dad took me to bars and clubs. I, I started, I learned how to fish and hunt because of YouTube and started going on trips with people because I had real interest in it. So I've learned how to be, but these skills I had to adopt. Right. I wasn't necessarily there weren't necessarily innate skills. Right. Mm -hmm. So I looked at it from your point of view, like why would you let me in if the, if the shit hit the fan? So I just went on this five year tear of learning how to make bread and, you know, learning. I have, you know, I am a proud second amendment supporter. So mm -hmm. I go to the range, uh, constantly with people. I've been doing the Brazilian Jitsu off and on for the last 10 years, nice. but 2020 hit March, 2020. Everything is gone to hell in a handbasket. I'm like, you know, I'm just going to go see what's going on. I went to the grocery store to kind of see the chaos because, dude, the look in people's eyes. Oh, yeah, mm -hmm. the thousand miles there. Oh, they thought it was the end of the world. Yeah. People fighting over toilet paper in Perel. I'm like, okay, okay, whatever. But I went to the store and I, I looked and I'm like, all the bread on the bread aisle was gone. Gone, yep. That's the first yeah. thing to go. But the ingredients to make it? Two aisles over. Mm -hmm. Flour, sugar, yeast, yes. all that stuff. Yeah. They're like, we ain't making this shit. Thank you. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, we ain't making it. We're buying it. So I was completely prepared. I had friends calling me who called me a prepper, called me crazy. When everything closed down, they're like, Damien, what kind of gun should I get? What, what should I, what do I, what do I need to do? I'm starting. Oh, so now you're the, ex the expert. I, now I'm the expert. I went from the crazy guy to the expert. To, hey, the, the yeah, you're on to something. But it's I have true. A bunker. I'm, yeah. I'm going to go hang out with you. I'm like, bro, you're never going to make it out of the city. That was like our practice room. Whoa, whoa, whoa. No, you can't do that. You're, you're never going to make that. it out of the city? No, no, no. You can't say I have a bunker and then just ca like casually and just keep it moving. It, I don't actually have a bunker. My house is fortified with supplies. But again... You're never gonna make it out of the city. It's gonna be so, one of those if you know, you know. So you have one on on prop on like premises? a bunker? No, yeah. Oh, dude. They, they pay like, me bro. enough to have a no, bunker. No, he just yeah. is, yeah. Yeah. in the city. Is what he's saying. Yeah. But what's fascinating, I guess, if you push that conversation forward, where we are right now, mm -hmm. if you look, if you drive through downtown, you'll notice half these buildings are vacant. Yep. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. In the next two to three years, most of these buildings are gonna get repossessed or. Uh, foreclosed on because people can't pay the mortgages on these buildings because the leasing and stuff is pretty much gone. People are more working from home. Yep. But with that, look at how that affects the city's tax revenue. That's less money for police department. That's mm -hmm. less money for fire department, mm -hmm. EMS workers, etc. 
I would start telling people, and again, I'm not, you know, I'm not a doomsday guy, but dude, it's an election year, and hey, man, if you think January 6th was something, just sit back. I would start telling people, <laughs> I would start telling people start preparing yourself. Yeah. One of my favorite stories growing up, and I read this to my daughter all the time, so much she hates it, was that story of the ant and the grasshopper. Mm-hmm. The ant and the grasshopper. No. So the grasshopper was playing the fiddle all day while the ant was gathering supplies and storing up. Oh man, that, that story. Whoa, yes. okay, that's way back. That is, Sorry, yeah. I'm, I'm no, no, that's fine. But dude, old story, yeah. To me, that is the child's equivalent of Noah's Ark. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because when did Noah start building the ark? He built it before the flood. Mm-hmm. Yeah, duh. <laughs> that whole story to me is about preparedness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Being prepared. Wasn't it a whole year before the flood? Way before the flood. I mean, he was yeah. old yeah, it took anyway. a long time. He's laboring mm-hmm. and trying to gather animals. And I mean, how deep are you going to go with the story? That kind right, of thing. Right, right. But again, the moral of it is being prepared. Preparedness. Because mm-hmm. in the world we're living in, you'd be surprised how many of the people I run into who might be in homeless, low income situations know how to stretch a dollar. Yeah. So they have been preparing for something to go sideways their whole life. Yeah. It's the people who live in very nice houses I saw fighting over toilet paper, mm-hmm. driving very fancy cars who were like, this might be the end of it all. And I'm like, bro, if it's the end of it all, you really want to be here fighting in Kroger over toilet paper or for Perel? Dude, there are 10 other ways I can tell you to wipe your ass. You'll be okay. <laughs> You're going to make it. It's going to be all right. right. That's true. <laughs> But again, I, I just I go off on these kind of weird tangents in my head. But with that said, I love working and getting people prepared for life. That would mm. be a reoccurring theme with all the social services I'm doing. That you do, yeah. Mm-hmm. I tell people, listen, I'm working with you, but I want to prepare you for life without me, because you don't want to be coming to you know uh, must we love OPA? You don't want to be coming here ten years from now, still needing the same resources. Mm-hmm. What can we do to get you on your way to get you to be that person that you want to be? Mm-hmm. You know, so that they can be world travelers, they can pay it forward, and they can go to Mexico and Mexico City and see the world and see how other people have it as well. It's like, like that, that saying, teach a man a fish. Teach a man a fish. Yeah. He'll, and if you take him to Long John Silver's, he will eat well that night. <laughs> and you, you guys don't look like Long John Silver's. So, no, but it's true. Can you share, um, share with us, what is your doctorate in? My doctorate's in education. Oh, okay. Mm. So okay. I got my doctorate later in life. So there are not a lot of programs that for working adults, I've noticed. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people that you meet who may be in academia, who have PhDs, et cetera, a lot of them started getting that when they're in their 20s. I had a full life experience. I was in Mm -hmm. rock bands in my 20s. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah, dude. dude. Rock on, Rage Against the Machine, (laughs) one of my favorite rock bands, Soundgarden, Stone Pilots. Rest in peace, Scott Weiler. Yeah, right. And Chris Cornell. Yep. Good, good oh, rock bands. I grew, so I grew up with Gruns, yep. as well as I grew up in the rave scene in my 20s. So I've seen all the best DJs live. Mm. Oakenfold, Carl yep. Cox, Sasha John Digweed. I, I love, I, I like up-tempo stuff. Yeah, me all too. Right. What killed me in Houston is, remember when Chopped Screwed was big? <laughs> oh, my God. He's like, I'm about to fall asleep. <laughs> like, like, I can't do this. <laughs> I'm a chop, chopper. I'm like, yes, I have 25 lighters on my dresser. Yes, yes sir. sir. I got to get paid. Some love on that. Probably that. <laughs> she's draped up and dripped out. Yes, she is. Know what you I'm know talking what I'm talking about. about. <laughs> oh, my goodness. You're like, I don't know any of this kind of stuff. I do. That's what we listen to nowadays. That's all that it really? is. Yeah, it's chopped and screwed. I surely don't because I was not exposed to that until I got to Houston. And I was like, what, what the is going hell on? is this? Yeah. Chopped and screwed since I was Who little. Who does I've heard this? All of that. <laughs> Everyone did it. Mm-hmm. 
and you understood why when they were you what they were self medicating with and oh the scissor oh yeah this oh my goodness <laughs> it was in everything and purple drink I knew guys who would like take. Because there are guys who had sell stuff at uh, 45 Flea Market. I'm not going to give people's names out and stuff, but they would sell tapes and stuff like that are chopped and screwed. Or what they could do for you, if you had like a Walkman, this is way back. If you had a Walkman, what they could do is change the setting. They open up, change the setting on yep, your Walkman. To slow it down. And everything you play <laughs> is screwed? chopped and screwed. So if you Bianca, a Walkman is this little device. I know what oh, my is. God. <laughs> I'm not that young. <laughs> I had cassette tapes when I was little. How, how young are you? If you don't mind me asking. I'm 32. There, oh, I remember my first beer. God damn it. Oh, that's amazing. We're not that far, we're not that far apart. Do you, do you feel attacked right now? No, because I grew up with all of that because my parents are not that much older than y'all. Probably like, what, in their 50s? And oh, I grew up wow. with all of that. I, just, I feel insulted Shots now. Fired. Not that much older. That's awesome. That's cool. But yeah, no, I grew up with all of that. I grew up in a, in a great, like, I get. I would say time period in the sense of like we didn't have enough technology, but it was like the beginning of all of it. So it was. It was. I don't know. It was kind of a weird era. I got you, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I could see that. that. So cool. you mentioned a few things, right? Mm-hmm. One, I was unaware you had a daughter. Yes, that's awesome. Thank you. Um, you mind talking about my daughter? Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, dude. She'll be eleven this year. So congrats. She is. So my ex-wife is Puerto Rican. So Boricua. So hey, I know, right, dude? I I, I love Latin women. That's been my experience. Kareem, <laughs> that is big. What is going on over here? Kareem's getting hyped. I know. So. No, because like I got a, I got like a. I got a posse like on. Well, y'all don't know. You this, have a like, posse. Yeah. Of, uh, oh, wow. Is your posse friends. on Broadway? Is that no, how? No. Okay. Yeah. You used to be. Yeah, y'all don't even know about Broadway because like Broadway is like an actual. Pl- well, you probably know about Broadway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, I know. Well, I was referencing more of the song. No, no, I know. I know. Posse's on Broadway. Broadway. Yeah. I, I I'm, sorry. I'm sorry. No, but <laughs> when you said Puerto I was like, oh, shit. And it just took me back. So keep, keep going. Though. Was she good to you? Was she nice? Oh no! These are all dudes. Was he good to you? Oh, yeah, they were, was he good where, to you? Good for you. Yeah, because like if you get like I've almost been jumped several times just because I, I can't black, imagine why wearing glasses and I I talk like this. So like I had obviously Hispanic friends because I lived in off of uh, well well Broadway but also down there by um or was it not Memorial? What's the what's the old mall that used to be down there? Come on, forty five Almeida Sharpstown. I think um, it's Amita Mall. Amita, Amita, uh, Amita Genoa, mm-hmm. that mall. Yeah, I think yeah, it's yeah. out. So okay. yeah. when, when it used to be, it's not gotcha. anymore. So yeah, and and people like me. So like when I hung out with my, my friends or whatever, I'd be walking down the street. Somebody saw me and I'd start getting jumped. And oh, then man. Like, my Puerto Rican boys like, that's funny that i can actually even though I'm, I, didn't grow up in Brooklyn, I didn't grow up in houston i grew up in new york yeah. i can totally see yeah, that. Dude. it does not change i used to be able to whistle real loud because i needed it i mean i gotcha i mean i had you had like, to call the puerto ricans we didn't, we didn't have, <laughs> they were bro. watching you a mile away dude <laughs> But it was it wasn't like I had the big like Coke bottle glasses. So yeah, like, the Urkel, dang, like, yeah, I was awesome. beat up all the time. <laughs> and then you know, obviously they Red I did schoolwork really well. So yeah. like I used to help them with their schoolwork, and they're like, "Oh, we don't fuck with him." There we go, dude. Like, I'm on go. the same boat. And you know what? We talk like this, but however, you and I have fantastic credit. Absolutely. So there we go. All those people who beat us up, <laughs> hey, enjoy enjoy that. So no, that's you know okay. why what they did saying? they did keep you around, Kareem, because they probably got their ass whipped from their parents for not having good grades. So that's probably why they defended you. 
you. jealousy thing. A thousand percent. Because they needed them good grades, you for sure. <laughs> Everybody needs somebody. Oh, God. I <laughs> love y'all guys. So, hold on, because we talked about your daughter, but yeah. I also noticed that your <laughs> dad... Sure, that movie. No. Everybody has... Uh, that's Lean on Me. Yeah. Morgan okay. Freeman. You just call me Crazy Joe. Now they call me Batman. She's... she's uh, I'm not okay. a movie buff. These she's are good. all um, just... Ethnic movie. It, these are just all. Cl- Sorry, go ahead. No, I was gonna say, but your dad lives in London. Yeah, yeah. Is that so correct. This year, I want to take. That's Juliana. why he's an Arsenal fan. Uh, well, he's an Arsenal fan. Yeah, I'm a more of a Man U fan, but okay. yes. Uh, my so you guys have heard of the Passport Bros. <laughs> I'm sure he has. Okay, I'm just talking over everyone's head. Uh, you got some research to do. Hop on TikTok. There's a whole bunch on that about that. I'm surprised that it hadn't hit yeah. Bianca's feed yet. <laughs> but my dad is the original passport, bro. He left America, I would say, 12, maybe 15 years ago yeah. and got married. Uh, his wife is from Trinidad, but she lives in London. So and she's they have a, a trainee, huh? She's a trinity. Every time, anytime is trinity time. So <laughs> yes, I hang out with the trinities all the time when I'm there. He is actually, so my dad is a fascinating cat, man. He was born and raised in De Quincey, Louisiana. Small town, Louisiana, right outside of Lake Charles. Blinking, you miss it. It's one of those kind of ones. It literally has one stoplight. That's it. Wow. And he got, he went to Grambling State, then moved over to Houston Got uh, his master's at Texas Southern, and he started working here. Met my mom. She was getting her master's in undergrad at Texas Southern as well. And boom, they got married, blah, blah, blah. And my dad converted from, he was raised Catholic, but he converted to Rastafarianism. So my dad has long dreadlocks. Oh, wow. And he actually teaches at the Ethiopian Ethiopian Orthodox Church. So they... Most Rastafarians would go there and worship and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. So he does that still over in London. He retired. He said, son, hate America. I'm leaving. I said, okay, pop. Taking the airport. And it was pretty, <laughs> much, <laughs> it pretty much was that. Like, I'm out of here. I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. And he said, deuces. And he got married, lives over there. And a lot of people, going, kind of going back to our original conversation, a lot of people are planning their exit strategy. There are people I went to school with at Texas Southern. One of my buddies, he lives in London as well. He works oil and gas. Another buddy of mine, he actually went to law school at TSU. He lives in Sweden with his wife. A lot of people are kind of just cutting their teeth here, doing what they got to do, and they are moving on to other places. So in this life, man, you can be mobile and global. And I want my daughter to experience that. She's been with her mom. She's been to Puerto Rico with us and stuff. So she's going to be more of a traveler than a lot of people in her friend group. But mm-hmm. I want her to see, hey. I think that's awesome. Yeah, this is not, you don't have to be here if you don't want to. Yeah, y'all have a lot of common because uh, she travels a lot as well. Yeah. Um, so I met her traveling. Yeah. So um, when it comes to like your daughter and how y'all like interact, because obviously y'all divorce or whatever, like mm-hmm. how's the how's that scenario going? I am an every other weekend dad, so yep. it. I mean, it sucks on my point. It's one of these weird things that you know, especially now because Jesus, man, kids want tablets and cell phones, so they are always kind of connected with some sort of technology, mm-hmm. but trying to spend time with her is it's still great for me i take her fishing now she enjoys that she got to go on the boat and she caught this huge drum which she pulled it out all the water i'm like i'm so all proud on her own huh all, dude i had to hold the rod to make sure it didn't drop <laughs> off but she reeled it in all on her own oh, okay she hooked it got it okay let's go ahead and reel it in and she, it does a three minute struggle to get that bad boy into the boat how, how, how big was it oh dude it's like on my instagram it's, it's huge 
Jesus. It's, it's that big. Wow. It was so big. Congrats. That's such a great experience. Yeah. So Congrats. she goes fishing yeah. with her dad. When she gets older, I will take her hunting and stuff. She doesn't really have the patience to sit in a blind right now, but maybe duck hunting, something like At that. At 11? Well, if you're sitting in the blind, if you're going deer hunting, you might be there in that blind for a couple for hours. hours. Yeah. yeah. And again, she's 11 or oh, she's 10. Go up to 11. She doesn't have that kind of patience to yeah, sit there. Yeah, I forgot. We yeah, raise our children kids. to yeah, become. Yeah. Uh, Impatient. Dopamine. Yeah, yeah. So I'm yeah. like, okay, something a bit more exciting. Might, but the shotgun is so big. She, she, it'll probably have to wait <clears> when she's older. But okay. I take her fishing. She loves that. I go fishing all the time. So she enjoys that aspect of it. So I try to make daddy-daughter time something special for us. And she's in that pocket now where there are a lot of youth that she's with in her school that sometimes they don't have dads. So I am kind of like a vicarious father figure to some of her other friends. Oh, that's as well. cool. That's awesome. It, it's cool at first. It's 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 this <laughs> weird kind of place. Kind of like like okay, hey man, uh, yeah, dude, you can if you need a call, that's fine. I have goddaughter and stuff like that, and I'm I'm at that. I got called unk two weeks ago, and it's still like, it's like hey unk, and I'm like. She's talking to me. <laughs> I'm unk. I'm yeah. up now. Uh, I guess I'm okay. unk. Yeah, I'm good. at that age where I'm like I'm that guy now. So it's it's a lot of fun. I, I love hanging out with her all the time, and you know we try to do as much as we can when we can. But uh, she knows that her dad's work kind of takes her takes me to different places. Uh-huh. So one of the things I want to do also before it's all said and done, I want to do at least one or two tours with Doctors Without Borders. Oh, oh cool. nice. Because they need more than just medical doctors. Mm-hmm. Right, right, yeah. right. My field has been in more public health vein. So uh, for me, it'd only be maybe like a two, maybe four month trip, but it's something I still want to do, bucket list kind of item. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Okay. All right. We're going to finish part one right now and tune in for part two because we have so much more to share with Dr. Kelly. Thing. Sounds like there's some drama. <laughs> there's definitely not. Called. Okay. Oh my God. It begins. Life. I see like everyone plays a part, right? Yeah. So, oh, of course. Thing, thing called, called life. life.